0: Stand-up comedy tour, Boston blue-collar guys, Dane Cook. A big-time tour in flying fighter planes with one unknown guy. We talk about it all on Tourgasm. morning, kings, queens, and folks. It's the series finale podcast, the only podcast where three comedians discuss the final episode of a show they've never, never even, even seen. seen. I'm Zach.
1: I'm Jack. I'm John Paul.
0: <laughs> Every Sunday night, we come out with a new episode. If you love us for $5 a month, you can get a bonus episode on Patreon.com. Hey, even
1: if you like us or you hate us, you can also do those things. Right. Check yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, and, maybe uh, you want to spitefully spend your
2: money
0: on us. IG, it, we got a lot of stuff. Facebook, check it out. We share wallpapers of uh, uh, Ricky Ray Rector. Characters. Yeah, all <laughs> sorts of guys. But this week, we talked about Torgasm, little BSB. Dane Cook goes on a tour with three buddies, Bobby Kelly, Jay Davis, and Gary Goleman. And uh, every day it shows the business of touring like a rock star, yeah. as a comedian, and the bonding activities they do on a daily basis.
1: It shows w- what you can become. and
0: A rock star comic.
1: A rock star comic. And then it shows like... How you try and lift up your friends, but your friends really can't hold your weight. So you get screwed bringing them around everywhere. That's a really (laughs) interesting
0: reading. I would say if you're Dane Cook, if you're Kevin Hart, you're a comic on that level, it's so rare to get to that point that you're not going to know anyone else at that point. You know what I mean? Chris Rock, Kevin Hart, Dane Cook, Louis C.K., Bill Burr. That's a level of comic like only 10 people make a decade, if that. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it shows like it's kind of scary watching it 10 years later or whatever, how long it's been. It's probably been even longer. It shows you like in this moment while this is being filmed, Dane Cook feels like and, and this is no fault of his own. He's like, this is it. I'm going to be a forever popular human that everybody's obsessed with. OK, yep. And then now you watch it. It's like, oh, that didn't last. You know, like, yeah, he's, he's not selling out. Theaters. no but he you know he used
0: that fame to transition to a movie star he was starring in movies i know they kind of all flopped and, and then well I, mean, I would also say that he's he definitely is probably still selling out
2: theaters he, he, yeah yeah he did not that long ago he, he did, did, did the Welber. he Welber. did td garden for new year's
1: eve did he really yeah
2: not that l- it was like a few years ago so yeah it's, okay so i'm still r- doing r- 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 i'm
1: wrong then <laughs> but then why 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 do i think that then i mean i think
2: that i think he's like uh He's not culturally as relevant as he was then. He's way, this is at the height of his cultural relevancy where you saw him the most in movies and on TV. Mm-hmm. I still... I'm pretty... I assume his stand-up still would sell out theaters. In every kid
0: had heard the BK Lounge and had it on their iPod original yeah. version.
1: <laughs> and also the the speaking spell.
0: I loved Dane Cook's th- uh, stand-up s- Comedy Central Presents.
2: I thought it was so that great. he's in the wife beater and he does the communion bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He does like the... He pours water
1: himself and yeah. he does like the alien thing. I
2: thought that was yeah. hilarious. I loved it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I mean... People knock him, but he's definitely. He introduced me to stand up comedy pretty much. Yeah. All the
0: Boston guys always stood by Dane Cook, like Bobby Kelly famously. And Patrice was a huge defender of Dane Cook. Yeah, uh, really? Even when people would get on him. Because people flipped on Dane Cook. Dane Cook is the first social media era comedian. He used MySpace to propel himself to his own audience, which gave him arena level fame. But he never had to play like Magoobies in Maryland. <laughs> so people. <laughs> resented him for that, and then they called him a hack... They called him a thief. They called also, him he was
2: also like very good looking at the yeah. time for right. a comic. Super
0: and, handsome. And there were high profile comics who hated him. Mark Maron skewered him on the episode, which Patrice then fought with Mark Maron on Opium <laughs> <Yeah>. Anthony about. <laughs> really? Well, Louis, Louis made a whole episode, and he made it his life to say that he invented itchy asshole. Dane <laughs> stole it, <laughs> and then they had a whole episode about Louis forgiving Dane.
2: Yeah, it's yeah, a good episode too. Yeah, well, I do Dane think Dane that does a, a good job. Yeah, I think that that episode really Dane Cook comes off much better. Yeah. Even even when I first watched it I was like, well if he's doing the episode, like clearly like they have a relationship and right. this, and uh, in in the episode it's it kind of is presented how ludicrous it is to be like pissed off about itchy asshole. Yeah. Right. Similar how you've come to the defense of Carlos Mencia recently. Right.
1: Right. I think it's also like I think Louie he like so, it, the whole episode is sort of, we're not even talking about the show Torgasm, but <laughs> the, that episode where Louie and DK is sort of Louis recognizing like that he just was jealous of this guy. Yeah. He, he yeah. he wanted to be that famous, and he couldn't be.
0: Dane had an unbelievable amount of success, which always comes to an end. Yeah. But people in his own community were very envious to the point that they tried to m- expedite that process. Like, Dice Clay doesn't still play arenas because eventually you just you can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. No one is that interested time after time to <laughs> see you play. Right. Your, your ship
1: sails, you know? right. And, right. Dane has so been amazing great to have that ship, though.
0: I know that. And that's why Dane is obviously less, he's better off. He's worse off than he was at one point. And if you never get to Dane's height, your career is always going Ascending, up. But yeah. there are guys on a much smaller level who used to be able to sell out club weekends, and now they can only do one nighters. And. They never got to sign breasts with sharpies the way Dan Cook did. They, <laughs> it, they, it would they be
1: never. It's kind of sick though to just like go to like local clubs, and have no following. People are just there because they got like leafed <laughs> in and be like, "Hey, I'm signing tits after the show. <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna try and sign tits at the Creek Open Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great idea. Yeah, dude. The, but you know what the problem was with this? What I didn't like about the show is like. I love stand-up. I love documentaries on stand-up. I love shows about stand-up. I love podcasts with stand-ups, talking to stand-ups about stand-up. And I've sort of lost a little bit of love of that because I've been doing it for a little bit now. But when I first started, I I wanted to consume all of this type of stuff, right? But this was like not that interesting i thought
0: the point was supposed to be showing funny guys having funny times like they show a moment where dane is in a restaurant with a lobster and he's cracking jokes with the chef granted they didn't go over that well but he did try (laughs) and uh, i will say based on this show on his performance in the finale of Torgasm. I now fully believe Gary Goldman should be more famous than he is because he is singularly funny. Gary yeah. Goldman was hilarious <laughs> in the show. In some of the cutaways, the vocabulary he was using, the the seriousness which which he took it was up. He's a Kramer-like guy right. and he just <laughs> came up in an era that like wasn't ready for he never got the medium to fully showcase it's that. It's funny
1: too to see that like um these guys together like People like in that love Gary Goldman are like obsessed with Gary Goldman and he's sort of beloved by like these comedy nerds and it's funny to see him with like Dane Cook and seeing like how they're perceived in the comedy world as totally like not like separate entities. But they really were seemed like quite good friends. Gary Goldman,
0: I remember on his WTF said he recorded his first album a half hour at a time as the opening act for Dane Cook on like the Retaliation Tour. Oh, he yeah? just got one night he did a half hour. He got the audio from the soundboard. The next night he did another half hour. Got the audio. And now he had an hour album. That's nice. sick. Yeah. Oh yeah. They, they like I think they might have worked at the same pizza shop together in Arlington, Massachusetts. It's like they known each other for a long right. time. Same with Bobby Kelly at the Gary Goldman's new. HBO comedy special they talk in a booth at the cellar after and I was like I didn't know they were friends but they've been friends for, a for long 25 time. years I think
1: Dane Cook Bobby Kelly and like and Gary Goldman were in like a troupe there was like a com- yes. they were in like a, a, a They performed troop. at
0: some like WBCN <laughs> uh, I remember this at some WBCN night at the garden and we're booed off doing like <laughs> sketch <laughs> comedy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's I mean, Dane Cook here is at the height
2: of his fame. He's uh he's got mad fans. He's got women who want them to sign their breasts. He's got a Mrs. symbol. he He's got his Sufai. own He's got his own No, it's this thing what right here. It? What does it mean? I don't You can't do it. Uh, That's is hilarious
0: it? you can't do it. <laughs> what is Dude, you're not a real Cook fan if you can't do it. <laughs> Can we Sufai. do this?
1: Dude What does it mean
2: It's like supposed I think it's supposed to be like It's like middle finger And then this is like worse To protect I don't know how It's But this (laughs) thing Is like him Trying to brand like himself It's like this is me It's It's all about the branding It's so
1: lame It's pretty lame I, I figured it was probably A bit about fingering pussy I don't think it is that's like the obvious Let me look up the origins Wow, I'm, I'm such a hack
0: <laughs> Dude, but and Bobby Kelly has one of the all-time great 2005 looks Bobby right? Kelly He's wearing like a leather disgusting. jacket He has a completely <laughs> tight full circle Like a oh. Dominican-style full circle He looks like Fat Joe Yes, bald <laughs> head and then a black Boston Red Sox cap He
1: looks horrible
0: And he's always playing up the Boston thing he's And Bobby Kelly used to be one of the sexiest men on earth in wow. his 20s
1: I don't know about that. I
0: think he has
2: kind of like a Kevin James sensuality (laughs) about him,
1: I would say. Dude, I have to admit, I like Bobby Kelly. I love his podcast, but he's horrible in the show. He's so bad on
0: camera. It was not going to do anything good for his You could tell
1: he was so excited to be on this show that he like shoehorns himself into like any sort of... Sufi
2: stands for super finger. So it's like the middle finger, but like super finger, even worse, Uh, even more (laughs) intense. (laughs)
1: Sufi. I kind of feel like it's like when The Edge stood in front of Bono to protect him from being shot in Uh, that big concert. Do you remember that? Did Bono get shot? No, no. There was a time when Bono came out like against apartheid and um, then he gave a big concert, right? And Mm -hmm. people were worried that he was going to get shot. So the whole concert, The Edge stood in front of Bono. It's amazing, dude. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so supine to that.
0: Bono should have just performed in front of bulletproof glass. <laughs>
2: I think I, it, it just shows how expendable Edge was, you know?
1: <laughs> Take know. out the edge. I love that story. It's so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. In
2: the name <laughs> of love, woman in, in the name of
0: love. <laughs> of love. I love the Joshua and trip. And what'd you guys think of Jay Davis, who was the <laughs> other. <guy>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the funniest part of the show. So there's a couple of moments I want to talk about. The funniest part of the show is definitely Jay Davis is like got this weird Christian edge to him.
2: Oh, you talking about this we can actually listen to this clip and we can talk we can oh, hear okay, this, nice. yeah, this short play clip it. we can actually hear Jay Davis and his experience with pornography.
1: It's the red tape.
0: The red tape. I don't know where I got it, but it was the best porno ever. It's one thing that
1: Robert and I will always have in, in common. Bobby and I reminisced about a red videotape. Bobby was my source of porn in my 20s. He was a good critic and he saw this is really good. This is unbelievable. Jay, what's the best porn you've ever seen? I don't really want to talk about porn. <laughs> You say you don't
0: want to talk about porn. There's nothing to talk about. It's not interesting. All he was talking about was sex, sex, porn, sex. Do you want to talk about porn for another 30 minutes? We weren't talking about porn. We were talking about the
1: red tape. He derided our interest in porn, especially Bobby's. Loosen
0: the fuck up, dummy. That's is that what, what it is for you, Robert? We're going to talk about sex the whole trip? Here we go. See how this comes full circle?
1: How do you feel, Jay? Ready to conquer. When we were in New York City seems that our friend Jay the Duck Davis rented five or six pornographic films.
0: The first second we get into a hotel and he didn't think he was going to get caught, you dummy, but the bill comes up and now you got caught. You got caught ordering porn. Who's the dirty boy now? Not me. I was like, well, you know, this is my private time and uh, if I want to rent a porn, nobody needs to know.
1: The man who was reviled by porn and hated it and put it down, ordered it. What are the chances? So I'm trying to clean my life up and get closer to God.
0: So Jay tries to say that porn is bad, and yeah, then, I thought you would love. This. And th- I did. And then, you know, in a scripted reality moment, <laughs> they show a hotel bill where Jay has spent $85 on five <laughs> full-length adult films. <laughs> Different times, though. He was edging back then.
1: But even then, it's like you probably could have just looked at it on the. I oh, guess no, you people couldn't didn't have. have like, dude. Laptops. Yeah. No, that that was like You could go funny. down to the
0: hotel business center and fire up the <laughs> gateway
1: <laughs> Dude, <laughs> for you're fifteen Adele. minutes at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Jay Davis, um, I don't know anything about his comedy career now. He was
0: billed as the new young guy. So yeah, Gary yeah. and Bobby were old friends. I wonder if HBO had seen him at like the Aspen Comedy Festival and then they said to Dane bring this guy on, Torgaz, and we want to see how he plays. I don't
1: think so. I think they Dane definitely seems to be, he directed the whole thing. I think they Dane was in such a powerful position at this point, I feel like he could have just been like, I'm inviting the only people I want on the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he probably had full creative control. The billing,
0: though, was Jay Davis is a new young
1: comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that could have been just like, Dane moved out to L.A. and met this guy.
0: Right at the start of the show,
2: I want to talk about this incredibly heavy moment of Dane stepping off the tour bus that he's lived on
1: for a month i've been on this tour bus for
2: one month he's looking around staying
0: at hotels so (laughs) jay davis can buy (laughs) porn he's looking
2: around and he's long he's just thinking about how it was such a ride now it's one month it's it's over lived (laughs) in a van for three years (laughs) what's today uh june what june six two days two days of my three-year anniversary damn What what are you gonna
0: do
1: I, I s- moved back into a house. <laughs> 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 but wait, uh, there's another part. I am a supporter of Dane Cook, but there you can see the ego on Dane Cook. Yeah, definitely. A there's a part where like, they're they're flying in fighter play pilots. That's the big thing this episode. Yeah, they're five
0: they, they do a. They go to a fighter pilot for a day. They go to a. They reenact a dogfight right. with ten minutes of training, which <laughs> is insane. <laughs> right. I but think it's like they got pilots. They,
1: the whole the build up is that somebody will win and they'll win some sort of reward. But then, it, they they show Bobby Kelly throw up. They, they get don't violently shit. ill. Yeah, Dane throws up too. They don't show Dane throwing up. Interesting. Oh. And that's because I didn't, I didn't they couldn't. That. You couldn't show Dane having a weak moment like
0: right. that. Right. That's like, so he's got a little Tony Soprano in him where you're pissed that Bobby Bacala beat him up. Season <laughs> six, B, episode one, the fight at the cabin.
1: <laughs> exactly. And also the part was like, in the end, it should. Dane got sick. They should have had a final. Jay versus Dane in the dog file. Yeah, because Jay never got sick. Jay didn't get sick. So Dane, but Jay comes up to him and is like, hey, we both won this. In like a very scripted moment. I think it's Dane, really. That's, didn't Dane really kind of propose it? And, but yes, but that was because I think that Dane didn't want to go back up to throw up. Because <laughs> Dane got sick. And I think Dane, if Dane had lost, I don't think they Dude, would have been that
2: this is how slippery a slope it is, though. We're becoming Louis C.K.'s right now. We're ascribing motivations to him because of his success.
1: Fine, you know what? Scrap the him versus him, but it is very obvious that they show Bobby Kelly this horrible moment of vomiting <laughs> and they don't show Dane show. Yeah, it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I no.
0: mean it it sounds awful. There's like yeah. no gravity and it's not pressurized, so I guess you do get violently ill. <laughs> Bobby's like on the floor saying it's the worst he's ever felt in his entire life. Then in a move you would love, Dane plants his testicles on Bobby's <laughs> head. I know.
1: That's funny. This is yeah, this is uh wild. The problem with this show is that they um they're like they're comp- they're like look at all this wild stuff we do on the yeah. tour and it's competing with Jackass where guys are like literally stabbing each other for r- laughs. And they're like you know we're we're doing like scooter races and the, you know it's it's just yeah. not as like intense and they're not none of these guys party Right. Where you can like tell.
0: Bobby's like, oh, dude, you put your balls on my head. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> uh, who cares? Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: it's not like... If a really interesting one would have been a, like, if they were all booze bags. Well, check. Like, so
0: you were able to identify that you felt that there was some scripting in the element of Dane's Truce. Now, yeah. as a man who is an expert in the show your friends your scrotum <laughs> as a joke... Do you feel that the way Dane did it, did he actually do it? Or was it a sleight of hand? Knowing what you know about the (laughs) industry. What I love about Dane's
1: scrotum showing and, and placement was it's an all-out assault. It's it's guerrilla tactics. It's literally whip them out and throw yes, them on your friend. Yeah. You know, there's no sleight of hand. It's a beautiful. It's not point. clever. It's, it's so not you, subtle. It's in it, your it's face, It's in literally. your face comedy. Yeah. You know, it's really.
0: <laughs> so you believe that he actually pulled it out. It wasn't a fake. Because his back was to the camera for the truth. I, I could see
1: his balls at one point. I think Dane is a fan of the scrotum on the shoulder, which is a hilarious move. And if you're against it, and famously, Boston has... um. We don't need to talk uh, this small baseball. Uh, we are talking about... Boston, Boston has a history of scrotum on body. It what? does. And yeah, it, Joe List famously took his dick out oh. and like, put
0: it on another
2: comic. Oh, at Remington's? I don't know. Maybe. It's, who knows? Yes. And someone it, else really didn't like it. Did yeah, not make yeah. it, like it, it at But all. it is funny.
0: And um, <laughs> people need to realize that, like... Do you I, think what Louis was doing was all part of the
1: Boston-style <laughs> humor? <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets dicey when you tug. Once you tug, <laughs> then the the humor that of it, the loses. joke's over. Yeah, yeah, it's w- done. Then it's sexual, and then it's not funny. Right? Do you, would you
2: support? What like if you, would you swing? There are special swing
1: <laughs> is funny. <laughs> swing is really funny. That it's a clock.
2: There are special devices that they use that where they, they they put around your penis. Yes, and they show images of pornography to detect if you're aroused. Would you support if you wore that? And you and you could use a computer to prove you were not aroused, would you say then it would then should be
1: totally fine to put your balls in whatever you want? I would say <laughs> this. I think that after your first open mic in Boston comedy, a Cassidy Cage or er, uh, a Ga- chastity cage should be mandatory. <laughs> <laughs> Just so it doesn't go too far. Yeah. <laughs> chastity <laughs> Cage. But, I what actually if, but What if you g-
2: get too excited about the new the topless comedy show?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I actually have had this I've gotten to experiences before when pe- I went on tour with my comedy you had your presidents. own tourgasm yes I did it, HBO came to me you know well it actually wasn't HBO we'll, we'll, we'll find out who yeah, was. it was yeah it was this was a really exciting moment for me you know the year is 2021 it hasn't <laughs> happened yet but it's <laughs> going to the year is 2021 racism has been solved and Joe Biden brought decency back to the country Woo! the series finale podcast Antifa is- Joe <laughs> The series finale podcast has taken off because I got TikTok famous after showing my glow up. (laughs) The Chinese creator of TikTok, Mr. Talk Tick, (laughs) reached out (laughs) after seeing the amount of money Spotify had given to Joe Rogan. They decided they should get behind podcasts as well. I was the perfect first candidate. They gave me five million dollars to continue the podcast and create viral TikToks. When I went to tell the boys about our new contract, I went and found Zach hanging from the rafters. What? I began to sob and saw the note. It said, the algorithm did this to me. (laughs) (laughs) John Paul was more enthused, but I took Zach's death as a sign that series finale needed a total reboot. (laughs) I fired John Paul. Damn. He said, you can't do that. I said, I'm going to. And he backed down immediately. (laughs) I called up Alex Cooper, Alexander Cooper from Caller Daddy, because I wanted the podcast to have a more female perspective and nice titties for the camera. I then added on Irish O'Neill to help stir up a little controversy <laughs> and to have an oppressed voice represented. Of course, it's important to remember the Irish were slaves too. We went on the road in a van that I had actually also stolen from John Paul <laughs> in a prank. Po- a prank TikTok that was a big hit. Many children commented, "I have never seen an adult cry so much."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Our first stop was Indianapolis, the hub of American entertainment. Nice. We did two day, we did two dance TikToks with the Pay- <laughs> with Peyton Manning and Victor Oladipo. We got millions of views, and we're having living the high life. The first episode of the podcast went really poorly, though. After I made a joke about Omar Mateen, and <laughs> neither of my co-hosts <laughs> knew who that was. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to laugh it off and then brought up Khalid Sheikha Muhammad. They didn't know who that was either. All they added was nonsense. Alex Cooper, uh, Alexander Cooper said, he sounds really fucking hot and I would love to give him Gluck Gluck 2000. <laughs> Irish what? said, that name sounds like a terrorist and he should be sent <laughs> to jail. Although Irish was correct, it didn't feel as flippant as the podcast's usual tone when it <laughs> comes to terrorism. <laughs> I was truly becoming unhappy, and our podcast was tanking while our videos did better and better every day. <laughs> After a year on tour, Mr. Tick flew us to Wuhan, China for our final <laughs> show. <laughs> as a TikTok video... We went to a wet market to show how things had gotten better. (laughs) Irish refused to join us, calling the country disgusting. Alex wanted to show solidarity with the people from Wuhan and sucked a bat's dick in the market. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, she contracted a new super virus, AIDS Rona. Five billion people have died and TikTok has been shut down. Wow. (laughs) Five billion? Yeah, it was a lot of people.
2: Dude, that sounds like a deadly ass disease.
0: We might move up the podcast rankings. To to 11 in Sweden? (laughs) I I was also on a stand-up comedy tour. My stand-up comedy tour was called Los Reyes de Comedia, a stand-up comedy tour for disgraced or unknown Spanish and (laughs) Portuguese-speaking comics. It was me, Carlos Mencia, and Louis C.K. Also, Bill de Blasio came for some unexplicable reason. His (laughs) approval ratings were very low, so he thought that he could find another term if he pulled well in NYC's Spanish-speaking community. One of our first stops was going to a lesbian bar. Apparently, Bill was in charge of our social outings, and he thought it was fun and funny to go to lesbian bars and talk to chicks. He said it was low pressure, and it was actually how he met his wife. He was also inspired by the Jonathan Richman song Dancing in the Lesbian Bar. (laughs) He thought lesbian bars were a great and carefree place to dance. (laughs) So me and Bill and Carlos and Louie went to the lesbian bar and we started doing the (laughs) the Macarena. Louie was getting a little out of control and a lot of the lesbians were eyeing us. (laughs) It happened to be Pride Month and people were offended that we were taking up so much space. (laughs) (laughs) There was some rustling and chatter throughout the bar and I noticed a few lesbians charging forward. They threw Ellen DeGeneres at us, famed lesbian assaulter, and she came forward and started beating up tall Bill de Blasio. She was destroying him and his tall body was flopping everywhere and flying all over the dance floor. (laughs) People were happy, but they were very offended by Louis' deeply off-color taunting and roasting. <laughs> Finally, Ellen got pissed and called her old buddy, George Bush, who sent in a drone strike <laughs> to have us killed without warrants. Wow! wow Can I ask
2: what song was playing while uh, Ellen was beating up Bill De Blasio? Uh,
0: yeah, I think it was "I'm a Barbie Girl." <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is a good one. I also went on a went on a whirlwind comedy tour. It's
1: interesting because this looks more like a thought about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh snap! Is JBR exposed? <laughs>
1: Should I put
2: in some misspellings to make it better for you?
1: My dyslexia is a problem.
0: I went on
2: a whirlwind comedy tour called the Fat Kings of Comedy Tour. I love it. The tour was with Gabriel Iglesias, Ralphie May, and Kevin James, and myself. We were touring (laughs) all around the country, visiting the most structurally sound stadiums in the United States that could support us. While we were on, we would have a great time going off to uh, structurally sound stadiums and structurally sound hotels. <laughs> uh where i would park in structurally sound parking structures and sleep in a van outside uh when we were a
1: structurally sound <laughs> van
2: it better be when we were uh making people laugh with our hilarious stand up comedy we would also do activities together one of our most favorite activities was to go to local eating contests and absolutely dominate the amateurs with our professional eating skills Uh, We would do this all across the country until we got to New York City and Coney Island. We ran across an eater we could not defeat, famed Japanese eater Kobayashi, who easily out-ate us at the Nathan's Hot Dog dog Eating Competition on Coney Island. (laughs) Uh, We were dishonored and disgraced and knew it would make for good footage to fight Kobayashi to restore our eating credentials. Kobayashi weighed 160 pounds. Combined, we weighed 1,266 pounds, (laughs) so we figured we would have an edge. We surrounded Kobayashi as he came out of the uh, eating competition, speaking Japanese and being Japanese. (laughs) We surrounded him and told him that he had dishonored himself and us by beating us at the eating competition. We began to pummel him. However, within two to four seconds, we were all sweaty and out of breath. And Kobayashi easily shoved us over, and we could not get back to our uh, our feet unassisted. Uh, Kobayashi is still out there today, and a lot of people say the Fat Kings of comedy have lost their edge.
1: And they're right. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, good. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to put you on blast, bro. (laughs) Uh,
0: Do you think that this should have been a show? Are you
1: surprised that this was an eight-episode series on HBO? It's truly uninteresting. (laughs) Uh, Like, they don't show much of the stand-up. I don't think
2: they show any stand up in this. Right. Yeah, I, I was actually very surprised by that because stand up comedy is such a it's such a cheap form of entertainment. Like it's the least costly form of entertainment. If if you are on tour with these people and they're telling jokes every night, you can throw in four minutes of them telling jokes and eat up some time. Right. So I was
0: kind of surprised that they didn't show any of it. Well, really. according to Dane, they didn't need to eat up some time because he has hundreds of hours of footage that he would like to release <laughs> and he thinks it would be hysterical. Yeah. Oh,
2: for tourgasm too.
0: Yeah. Oh, God.
2: It Which was, I
1: don't
0: think ever happened.
1: Right? No, <laughs> it didn't. Um, I, yeah, I thought it was really uninteresting. The, Everything seems very forced. And there's no natural conflict, and these guys. Well, Gary left the tour at one point. Oh, he did. I think over the course of the season
0: there might have been. Yeah. Oh. Gary left and came back. I that think comes up. he thought up. about leaving. No, he left.
2: I oh, think that's really? true. Because at one point Gary's like at the end, he's talking about how he couldn't believe like he was so conflicted about it or whatever. When they come out in their flight suits and they're like high fiving the fans like a in a little George W. Bush <laughs> mission accomplished time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I. I
1: it's uh, it's uh it just was bad. <laughs> I just couldn't believe how bad it was. I d- there is no chemistry between any of the characters. There's no actual conflict. Apparently it seems like Gary Goldman was not interested maybe midway through, but that could have been Gary's like, you know, depression. It could have been a fight. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um the 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 stunts they pull don't seem like that cool either. And there's just I don't know. I it don't should know.
0: have been a DVD. Like, if Dane yeah. released Torgasm, it could have been the second... D- it's do bizarre th- that HBO paid for this. Do you think it's
2: inappropriate for HBO to expose Jay Davis as looking at pornography in this hotel room?
1: <laughs> 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 I do think that this is, like, pre... And maybe right before, like, peak, like... People become interested in comedy. Comedians themselves. Like, they want to see the behind. Like, I, I feel like before... Maybe then, Dane shifted the Overton
0: window. Maybe, maybe <laughs> everything about comedy nerds can be attributed to Dane Cook's Torgasm. And Mark Marin owes Dane a debt mm. for opening people Dude, up to an appetite for behind
1: the scenes. I actually don't I don't th- I think you could make an argument yeah. behind that. Like it's not directly connected, but yes, like Torgasm, Dane Cook was sort of ahead of his time saying, like, people want to know not just the jokes. They want to know what we're doing. Every moment.
0: Without orgasm, there's no WTF. There's no <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan, Rogan.
1: There's no <laughs> You Made It Weird. I, I, I think I've listened to an episode with uh, Dane Cook. I'm trying to think. Dane Cook was recently. I'm rooting for him. You know? He he did have a tough go. He for had very a while. tough. Go. His brother also stole twelve million dollars from him. Yeah, dude. Is his brother in jail? Uh, yes. His brother really? is in prison. Yes. And I think it's his brother in law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both his parents died like after like six months in between each other. Damn. I think he's he, he hasn't had an easy decade. I'm teen dame. Definitely dude. <laughs> but I'm anti torgasm. I, I
2: I was anti torgasm until I saw how sad he was getting off the bus, and I felt
0: bad for him. <laughs> did you go to <laughs> Torgasm, John? Because you could have conceivably gone to a J- Dane Cook show. Yeah. When is this? 2009. Yeah, maybe. Did Dane Cook ever do any cool drop-ins
2: at any of your favorite comedy haunts? I, I never. Grandma's s- basement. I never saw him. No. I mean, I didn't. I didn't even. I, no. I mean, I've had.
1: I've. We've all I, had run-ins other I did with walk in comics. on Jay
2: Davis jacking off in the ba- in the hotel room.
1: <laughs> To let, we've all had experience with other the comedians from the show, though. I I've had a couple two experiences with Gary Goldman, where he walked off the tour. And uh <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> one time you actually said Jews don't tip, and uh, everybody at what university did you say was full of Jews, <laughs> and then <laughs> Gary I, said
1: something. I went on a tour. You were Randais? hosting a
0: rally. No, he wasn't <laughs> talking about Randy. He bizarrely no, no. said like "bu tough." I, I was
1: grasping. I, I, I used to have it? like a call and response joke about different colleges that had um that like tipped for Lyft or whatever. I oh, yeah, colleges, yeah. And they all had like canned lines. And somebody said Tufts. And I just said 99% Jews, no tip. I canceled the ride immediately, which doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> but it got a laugh. I had a good set. Then Gary Goldman goes. <laughs> it's up, so funny for you to shoehorn one of that in there. And then, well, hey, people need to know. Gary Goldman went <laughs> on stage after and. He started doing his bits, and then went on like a 10-minute rant about ne- how he's never taking Lyft again because <laughs> it's an anti-Semitic rideshare service. That <laughs> is hilarious
2: and sounds just like him. That's yeah. so funny. It was, it was you got? Funny. Did you uh, Did you guys fist fight after?
1: No, I apologize. I beady-eyed. I, I said, uh, hey, I didn't really... He was like, hey, it's funny, but you sh-. he actually recommended I should go... With Brandeis, which is a Jewish college. He said college I should go, go with year. Brandeis, and I shouldn't say... No, I said 90%. He should say... Or no, I said like 70%. He was like, you should use a higher number. Use a fuller number. It's funnier if you use a fuller number. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I was like, all right. <laughs> you it could write a
0: Medium.com article, Gary Goldman taught me to be anti-Semitic. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: man. What? But we, you, do, you, we do one, one article for Gary Goldman teaching anti-Semitism. One article for Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> Being Carl Malone,
1: <laughs> and, and what one
0: article I about how Jay Davis brought me back to <laughs> porn.
1: <laughs> dude. And one article, rec- yeah, okay. John Paul, you had a I I know about a really cool experience with uh, that you had with Gary Goldman. What? Comedy studio. I was there. You were on stage, as you were doing your bits or whatever. I was in the back. Gary Goldman. He said so he was just like, oh, this guy's hilarious. He oh, was really? talking about like he just said. Yeah, he was like cracking up at your bits. I, I talked to you about it. Afterwards. Oh, really? I yeah. forgot about it. that's nice. Yeah, he it was called
0: cool. Jay Davis right after and <laughs> said, "You got to see this guy."
2: <laughs> that's cool. I mean, I like Gary. Hey, He's so fun. that's so I like everybody in the film Joker.
1: So that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. Two of us have been, um, you know, applauded by with uh, Gary Goldman. But Zach, what's your get? Oh wait, you don't have. What? That's
2: but Gary, but Carl Malone loves Zach stand up. <laughs> <laughs> He plays it for him and his Zach wife. Has who is a 13 story was Jay Davis. <laughs> Me and Jay are <laughs> part of a movie club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a meme minute for Torgasm. All
2: right, all right, okay, that sounds good. Um, oh, we gotta
1: think of some memes, dude.
2: I think we can use the standards. Um, oh. AOC in the tourgasm bus. <laughs> <laughs> Dane Cook driving. Uh, AOC. And this one's all about just that part.
1: Yeah, that okay. part is hilarious.
2: Uh Dane Cook driving. So AOC. Um, do you want to come to game night with and meet my 18-year-old girlfriend? Uh <laughs>
1: AOC. I I got one. Yeah, okay. AOC <laughs> in the back of the Torgasm bus. AOC. Um Dane to AOC. Hey, uh, what what's uh what do you like about being in the Democratic Party? Um AOC. I love uh, stripping stand-up comedians of their right to say whatever they want. <laughs> Dane Cook. Sufi. Sufi. Sufi.
2: Su-fi. Double Su-fi. middle finger. Double middle finger. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we gotta get a picture of us all doing no, Sufi. <laughs> AOC on the Torgasm <laughs> bus. Dane Cook. So, have you ever been on a comedy bus before? AOC. Yeah, Russell Peters had a great bus tour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't get that one. <laughs> oh damn, dude! Oh damn! All right, scroll of truth. Mm, okay. Um, Mark Maron, running, running. He's th- running to the scroll of truth. He pulls out the scroll of truth. Dane Cook is the reason the world is interested in behind the scenes comedians' lives. Dan- w- Mark Maron throws the nice. scroll of truth.
2: Black Power Fist. Okay, nice. Black Power Fist is anti-porn guys. All right. White Power Fist is porn guys. What are they coming together over? Loving pornography.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what about you, Zach? The heat's good, do you? No, <laughs> no. I'm,
0: I'm thinking of one, but uh, I don't love it. So it's okay. It's, okay. Um, um, w- White Power Fist and other... White fist Two white fists In the middle is Dane Cook's BK Lounge We don't like Dane Cook's BK Lounge bit On one side uh, Comedy nerds Who don't like Dane Cook On the other side People who prefer Chick-fil-A To Burger King (laughs) Uh, Dude, okay. who Burger King is superior. My, opinion. I love the Burger King chicken sandwich, the long chicken sandwich. Yeah, hot oil coming out of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, Let's um, see here. Um, The Burger King at the Kennebunkport uh, rest stop on the main turnpike is unbelievable. Yeah. I think most people who would have ever been there would agree that's one of the best meals you ever. Will been, have. I went there with Rob Green
2: once. We got. Uh, hey, happy birthday, Rob! As Cream. we record this, for happy ha- birthday, birthday, Rob Green. We went. We got some French fries there. He loved it.
1: Dumb. all right um i think that's the end of the meme minute yeah let's close with the meme minute all right uh what else happens at Torgasm? Oh, nothing about
2: what if it well, do you got who do you guys think would win in, a, in an aerial dogfight between us Ooh. gary goleman <laughs> no, i think it's gotta lost. be me i live in a vehicle so i'm mostly right. in
1: a vehicle who all the time would, who would be some comedians that you would be interested in seeing do this now patrice o'neill yeah, so tell us about your new Patrice O'Neill obsession.
0: Oh, it's waned, but I was just cranking out Patrice on Opie and Anthony. It's fascinating. And the comments are full of incels who are like, Patrice, you literally changed my life and taught me how to t- talk to women. Yeah. But people are like, before I met Patrice, I was an angry virgin. After I met Patrice, I was an angry misogynist who had sex with 25 women. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So they don't lose their misogyny. No,
0: they get it more. People worship Patrice O'Neal. He he does have like an army of fans.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, rest in peace. Rest in power. Um, was he in the fat the fat kings of comedy?
0: No, the fat
2: kings of comedy was me, Ralphie May, um, Gabriel Glacius, and uh, Kevin James. And Kevin James
1: prerequisite. You have to be alive.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, Ralphie's dead, so not really. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. Damn. It sounds like Ralphie there was actually a, there was might had an <laughs> influence over the casting of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> dude, uh,
2: Ralphie May was so fat; it was crazy. Yeah,
0: dude, it pretty.
2: It was sad,
0: but not to him. It, it was empowering.
2: Yeah. You're right. He was beautiful, <laughs> and it sucked that he passed away from an unrelated illness. It was not related to weight, and
0: anyone who says it is a shill <laughs> for the uh, for the fatphobic. How did it's he Big Pharma? Uh, uh, I think he was assassinated by a <laughs> fitness advocate. <laughs> I believe
2: Jillian Michaels might have strangled him. Yeah, death, <laughs> Ralphie really.
0: May murdered him. Uh, Ralphie May was murdered by Jillian Michaels. It was a hate crime, and we stand, we sit with Ralph. <laughs> Why we
2: sit for hours in front of a TV. Why don't we do a Deepak Chopra moment? That sounds like a good idea. A Deepak Chopra moment. Something about the show that you really
1: enjoyed. The I'm one... You go. No, you go. All right. The one thing I really... I mean, I did think Bobby Kelly was horrible on camera, <laughs> but I did like his style. It was hilarious. The, his, the, the, mustache, the mustache and the, and the, the, the leather queens. hat. Like, yeah, it's just... That whole look was really funny. And I'm shocked. When you're... Like, you don't realize how fashion changes while it's happening. Yeah. It's really bizarre that that was ever acceptable, because when I look back at those times, I'm thinking to myself, we didn't dress like weirdos. He looks like Jeff Lowe from Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> looks like a fat
2: Jeff Lowe from Tiger King. He, he does. That's a very good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lowe Jeff
0: Lowe is still rocking that style. <laughs> uh, He's supplemented, though, with like a bandana skull cap. <laughs> My uh, deepak October moment. Something that I really
2: enjoyed about the show was uh, seeing uh, that 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 stadium level fame, seeing that psychotic devotion, and knowing that uh, it will eventually wane. You know. Uh, what what you think is important right now, you might not think is important in five years. Everything is transitory, so just try to be in the moment like Michael Jordan.
0: Yes. what I bet you guys <laughs> can guess it. My Deepak trip moment is... Public transportation. Mass transit. Yeah. Yep. The boys, they're commuting together. They're carpooling. <laughs> they're, they're choosing not to fly, which is very bad for the environment. I appreciate the boys driving do a double-wide bus. Do you think
1: a double-wide tour bus driving thousands and thousands of miles over the course of a month, is worse than, like, six flights.
0: Yes. Now, driving one flight from Boston to L.A. is better than taking a month in a double-wide tour bus.
1: (laughs) But over the course of, like, six flights flights Those flights are not
0: good. Multiple flights are not good. Some of the worst flying environmentally is the short flight. Like, if you fly Boston to New York, that's one of the least excusable ones because you can (laughs) do that so manageably. Uh, you should know though They were blasting
2: AC the entire time Then it's uh, out It's <laughs> out
1: <laughs> Oh yeah folks If you're listening uh, the, the boys are back into the heat days So if any long pauses It's the heat Alright yeah. We um, We're all sweating We should have
0: mass produced episodes So that we can take the summer <laughs> off due To heat advisory <laughs> Or we go to Maine for a week To weigh northern Maine Right on a cool sea breeze That sounds nice Right now it does. What's uh, you I love it. Cover? We're one week into heat and we're falling apart. <laughs> like this is the first week of heat. It's eighty. It's gonna be ninety eight at some point. It will be. We're gonna
1: have AC in my house. Yeah. Yeah, we're pulling in the AC. Really? The w- you know the lady. Jack's gonna
2: kick it out. I mean Zach's gonna kick it out the window. <laughs>
0: What if I became an AC vigilante throughout <laughs> the streets
2: of New York? He'll eat an involuntary manslaughter charge when it falls on someone. He doesn't care. <laughs>
1: you could probably be an AC vigilante. They're probably they're all sticking out of the window. Right, you, you could. could it them. would be very interesting. It would be rude as fuck. It would it be, be so rude. They're it would such
0: a pain in the ass to put in. Saving the earth, though. That's but there important. would be people who would support you. If I could get a couple high-profile tweeters to get involved. <laughs> it would be... Bill McKibben retweets New York City's AC vigilante. <laughs> and then the next day, the New York Times is an article... A uh, 98-year-old woman found dead after <laughs> AC Vigilante removes her <laughs> cooling
2: source.
1: <laughs> 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 All right, follow you, Deepak Chopra.
2: Uh, I already said it. was
1: present the Seeing,
2: Seeing the transitory nature of fame and making that realize making me realize I need to be present in the moment like Michael Jordan. Have your current fame
0: and enjoy your current (laughs) level of fame.
1: My current (laughs) level of fame is pretty good, you know? Zach, I really think you should go write up a little piece about... um like, Torgasm being what caused comedy nerds to exist. <laughs> I think it's so interesting. We, can, I uh, think we can make it the thing where we all write a Medium article to go along with every episode. <laughs>
0: that would be fascinating. <laughs> we, we do a Jimmy Kimmel one. Carl oh, Malone, Malone, rest <laughs> in power. What What do you guys think? Um, what do you want to do for role, role play? play? Um, Let's see. <laughs> I'll be the bus driver. No, dude, you did a good Bobby Kelly, though. Oh, all right, I'll do Be Bobby, Bobby Kelly. Kelly.
2: Uh, I'll be Jay Davis. You'll be Jay Davis? Then I'll be, uh, I will be Dane Cook. (laughs) Sufi. (laughs) Sufi. Yo, dude. Hey, hey, it's great to see you guys again. Yes. Wait,
0: wait, what's what Jay Davis doing here? I thought he was back <laughs> in the house whacking off. I don't know who invited Mike Tyson to this. <laughs> 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 sorry, guys. Bobby Just can- when I do any high pitched voice, it kind of comes back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I'm still relevant because I'm thinking of getting back involved in bare, bare- bare-knuckle boxing. <laughs> and uh, I like what you said about being present in the moment because I studied a lot of the art of war, and I am a fighter, and a fighters and warriors. We believe in staying <laughs> in the moment, though. So thank you.
1: Well, hey, Mike, why don't you leave? And because uh, Bobby Kelly's gonna be here shortly. We and know he, that he doesn't like you,
0: dude. It's Mike Tyson, kid. <laughs> this is crazy. I'm so
2: glad you guys are here today. It's yeah. important. This is a big dude. day for me. Hey, Dane, My bachelor party. I'm getting married to my soulmate.
0: Wait, this is your bachelor party? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is my bachelor party. Like you know, were in the Hangover, remember, Mike?
0: I remember. No, I was on a lot of drugs at that time. But I would say you shouldn't get married if she's a Robin Givens. <laughs> But if she's a kiki, then you should get married. Who's Robin Givens? Go ahead and explain it, Mike. <laughs> dude, you don't know who Robin Givens is, dude? What the heck, kid? That's like not knowing who Billy Buckner is, guy. Yeah. Robin Givens was Mike Tyson's first wife. She and the mother took him to the clean as the whole country hated her, even though Mike was beating her. We were all on Mike's side. It's true. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Jay, you're just a fucking and, idiot you know And that? aside, I, I walked in Robin Givens also currently stars on Worst Cooks <laughs> in America Celebrity Edition <laughs> Which is pretty funny I watch that with my wife Kiki all the time I said, this bitch couldn't cook when we was married <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow,
2: Mike, you're a real laugh, right? Are you going to consider doing stand-up? Yeah, would you, would you officiate my wedding, Mike
0: Tyson? Would I officiate your wedding? Yeah Sure, but I only do weddings in my traditional Muslim faith I can do that. I think. Can like you do d- that, Dane? Yeah. Can you do a Muslim Does wedding? Does she need to wear a hijab? She needs to wear a niqab, the full thing, <laughs> nothing but the eyes.
1: But then you won't be able to tell her that she's young as fuck. What, well, Dane? Well, what? Maybe Dane tell Mike how old she is.
2: My my wife, uh, I, my my student, my fiance, I believe she's twenty one. I don't know. She's pretty young. Your fiance twenty one years old. Yeah, maybe we can kind of just like maybe we c- is there a niqab we can get that has her age on the on the niqab? Your
0: fiance is twenty one years old. You don't think it's a good idea? Who's at the door?
2: <laughs> please tell me. Please tell me who I think it is.
1: Uh it's me, Carl Malone. <laughs> You're my twenty one year old.
2: Uh, yes, Carl Malone, I am. They're gonna be pretty upset about that. <laughs> But I'm with you, brother. You're with me? Oh, that yeah. seems hey. weird. That seems suspicious. Let shoo, me just... Too
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, just let's get a little photo. Bobby, you take the photo. What, dude? I want to be in the photo. Just <laughs> me, take the Dane, photo. Me, Dane, and calm along. I always wanted to be calm along. We'll do that little too hey, hey,
1: <laughs> If it if it bleeds, it's cool. You know what? Uh. I got I have
0: a,
2: a <laughs> suggestion. I think uh, if I just rubbed. Oh, it's Jimmy Kimmel. He's doing a bit. It is.
1: It's me, Jimmy Kimmel. You and you know joking? what they say if it's old enough to bleed, it's old enough to butcher. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give?
2: The show. I give, uh, I give
0: Torgasm a three. Torgasm is. I give it a
2: three as well.
0: I give it a one. There was just not <laughs> enough meat on the bone.
1: Good night, America.
0: Good night, Uri.